When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Now she's back to Proving Grounds 5. So I've done the... I've done the metal... I've done the Monster of the Week section. Which, honestly, I could just... I could play hundreds of scenarios like that. <laughs> and I think you probably could too. Just seeing... Just going off, seeing a weird monster... Stopping it. It's just a weird, it's a really good plot structure. But yeah, sometimes you want something a bit meatier. Here it comes. So, part two. A confederation of shadow. Something sinister lurks through the shadows of Twithick. As cruel, distant eyes quietly west their peering gaze upon the silver quest. So the first scenario of a lot of that is an evening in late summer. Twithic swelters. A string of uncommonly hot days, even so for late summer, has turned the bustling seaport into a haven for stench, disease and shortened tempers. Despite the outright unpleasant of the city the Silver Quest calls home, feel there's quite a lot you ought to be thankful for. And as you and Twithin make your way back from from a late afternoon provision gathering, counts yourself the two things chief among those to extend his oaths. Both Window and Iskandar are completely recovered from their attacks and are once again busy taking care of the day-to-day business of operating the last fully functioning monster-slaying-for-profit outfit known to exist in all of the North Broadlands. Perhaps most importantly, neither hide nor hair has been seen of the master assailants who so brutally assaulted your comrades. Okay, maybe it was just those two guys. I mean, I mean, it's possible, but somehow I don't think so. Hmm. In fact, you've begun to feel that, if only the repressive weather enlist, you'll find yourself in rather high spirits. Suddenly, Prithen coughs and nearly drops the armload of bundles he's carrying. Move over to help, help him with the load, careful not to upset your own packages, but he's already steadied himself. Lost Oak or Cowris Way? Yes, motioning with tilt of his head towards the upcoming intersection. The street you've been following, Turned Leaf, comes to another up end at a T-section up ahead. The street to the right is Cowris Way, the street to the left is Lost Oaks. Both streets will lead you back to the Quest Hood quarters, 
in about the same amount of time. So, maybe the skill of Feathery can give me some clues? Nope. Skill of Divination, perhaps? Nope. Nope, just got to pick one. Lost Oak. Quite deserted, isn't it, says Prithin, when you're nearly 50 yards along Lost Oak Street. Not quite the best place for us right now, I'd wager. Then, never, I always did have rather active imagination. Play me no mind, Zoop. You suddenly realise that he's right. See nary a soul skipping along the first half of the street. But that, but that suddenly changes, and a loud and unpleasant sight looms into view. Ahead of you on the street, a brutish man clad in tall, grimy tunic is hard at work, harassing and berating a thin, ragged beggar. This woman shrieks for help as the man begins to shove at her. But Brithen fumbles the packaging he's carrying as he's trying to quickly set set them down. Oh, no, I'm going to wash. No, I'm going to help the woman first. Wash forward and intervene on the woman's behalf. You step forward. Confront the obnoxious man. The man, having look, looked you over, thinks better of tangling with you. He mutters something under his breath before quickly moving off along the street. The tearful woman thanks you and Prithen repeatedly. Here, please, have this, she says, reaching out to hand you a small iron charm in the shape of a bird. Never brought me much, much luck. It's supposed to bear enchantments of blessed fortune. I want you to have it. Okay, I'll, I'll accept the charm. The beggar woman places child in the palm of your hand and smiles, taken aback, however, when a smile turns into a vicious grin and the, and the charm melts into a pool of shadow in your hand. You attempt to fling the shadow for your palm, but it refuses to budge. Before you can further react, the shadow furiously transforms itself into a pair of shadowy manacles that bind together your wrists as if they were made of iron. The woman draws out a long iron wad and levels it at you. Lightning curls around the tip of the wad. Okay. So if I had something called shadow magic, whatever that is, although I think I'm getting some clues, I could use that, or I could use the skill of thievery. Oh dear. Oh, Darren, it seems that half the time I help someone, they're actually some bad guy in disguise. I mean, there's that time, the time when I went to rush people and they were the undead. That time I went to help people and they were wound skin. That time I went to help people and they were wound skin's minions. Yeah, it happens a few times. But a lot of the time it's people who actually need help. So you just just gotta you just sometimes gotta take your lumps. You gotta take the lumps sometimes. Sixty four XP to Feathery, which succeeded, despite their phantasmal appearance and obvious magical origin. You're able to execute a well time tested trick of the experienced thieves and to slip your wrists through the shadowy manacles. Alright. The woman levels the iron wad at you and discharges a bit of lightning. The corner of eye you spot. Corner eye. As a blast of lightning sails straight for your chest, you spot with under attack by three masked 
wad-wielding figures. Okay, fortification, use that. Succeeded, 32 XP to fortification. The bolt of lightning slams into your hasty erected shield of blue sparkles. It's immediately absorbed by the magic barrier. You dispel the shield and prepare to assail your enemy before she can unleash another attack. Suddenly, the woman vanishes, leaving only her shadow behind. Mix and horror and fascination. You watch the shadow quickly retreats into a larger pool of gloom and is lost from sight. A frantic shout recalls you to press the situation and you turn to Pine Frithen, still struggling, to fend off his three masked assailants. Oh dear. You rush to the side of your comrade, but as you draw to within striking distance attackers, they suddenly vanish, leaving only their shadows behind. Quithen stares wide-eyed at this unexpected turn of events, and you watch as the three shadows retreat swiftly along the street and soon become lost from sight. I mean, how can I fight people? You can just melt into the... Sh you can literally melt into the shadows. I mean, gah, I mean... I don't have that power. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that power to leave in the arts. They're like, we could both turn into shadows and... I, I don't know what would happen, but... Yeah. Or maybe I could just get them to say, Oi, stop being shadows! So you stab! Something like that. Just pull their shadow up and stab them. Ooh. The stranger worried Grant with Quithum in the wake of the unsettling encounter. Seems our reprieve was only temporary, he says in an anxious tone. We get best get back and tell the others. With that, the two of you head off towards the headquarters of the Silver Quest with all possible haste. Windor and Iskridar are both unhappy to learn of the encounter, so overwhelmingly relieved you both survived to tell about it. Again, we find ourselves on the defensive, frowns with them. One of these times we won't have such good fortune. Oh, do you feel I've like just about... I feel I've about used up all my luck. Windor is about to respond when thick grey smoke begins billowing out of the four far cold room. In a matter of seconds, the entire room is filled with the noxious cloud, leaving you gasping for air and struggling to get your bearings. <laughs> Quick, uh, uh, elementalism! Elementalism! Succeeded. Challenging your power of elementalism, you stumble on a strong wind that roars in through the front door and quickly scatters and removes the majority of the thick pugnant smoke. Phew! The four of you quickly retreat into the street as the remainder of the not smoke slowly dissipates. When there's consensus that it's safe to re-enter, Windle leaves the way back inside. Back inside, Windle proceeds immediately to the core out of which the smoke originally began bellowing. He holds aloft a large leather bag and slowly shakes his head. Thin wisps of potent smoke continue to wise out the sack. He sets the bag down on the table and it's immediately obvious to you. From the resulting clamour, it contains a large quantity of gold. Payment in advance, says Windle, continually shaking his head in apparent disbelief. Payment in advance for my young lady friend, Zoop. One to, the one for whom you recovered the missing bracelet. 
Discord was to retain our services for another mission on our behalf. And yet, from the very bag that bears this retainer, seeps the regiments of a cloud designed to kill us in our sleep. We are lucky that the timing of our would-be assassin is not unerringly precise. Needless to say, however, this bodes ill. Prithen curses and slaps his hands to the hilt his blade. We need to find her then, she'll answer us. And then we'll get to the bottom of all this, she'll answer us. Or go the same way as she tried to send the forwards. His Kudar nods. When the tempers are called so what you and Prithen give it give Ridwell and Iskadar full details of your encounter you had on your way back to the headquarters. Windle seems especially troubled by your account of your vanishing assailants and their lingering shadows. He stands up from his seat next to the fire and paces the room for a long time, pausing now and again and allowing his head to sink into his chest as if lost in deep thought. The danger is greater than I could have possibly imagined, he says. I will know more by tomorrow's end. I shall return tomorrow, before dawn's light. And if I do not, Pritham is to take charge in my tent instead. There will be no arguing about this. There is no time for it. Windle quickly and sufficiently equips himself and makes for the door. Neither Pritham or Iskandor say anything in an attempt to deter him. I wake you to watch. Must be kept. Day and night, he warns. He pours open the door. Looks back at the three of you. Always have at least one pair of eyes on the street and keep the fire ablaze. With that, the former knight and leaves of the last fully functioning monster slaying for profit outfit known to exist in all of the North Northland slips out of the door into the deepening gloom of a late summer's eve. That finishes that scenario. With another 64 XP to general. Okay. Now that we've got. Next up is. An unexpected return. Being in the snow. Windows does not return at dawn. And by late afternoon of the following day. You Prithin and Iskhtar began to assume the worst. Stubborn fool. Cries Prithen, pacing before the window. More of a fool for not pressing him on where he was headed. Now we sit here, hopeless of children. Waiting for what? We're not to leave, said Iskador, as if reminding Prithen about Windows' parting orders. He would have had us go with him if he felt it was necessary. I won't question his judgment. Prithen shakes his head and slumps down in the chair near the door, turning to look out the window and onto the street. The sense of despair hanging over the headquarters of the steel request deepens as the day draws to a close. But a soft knot on, on the door in the gathering room at the onset of dusk changes everything. The three of you are quite taken aback when, just after dusk, you are paid an unexpected visit by the young woman for whom the silver quest was commissioned to recover her lost bracelet. The young lady in an agitated state and seems consumed by the matter that she has come here to discuss in great haste, and according to her, considerable risk. Oh dear, oh dear. I mean, look, admittedly, I think she tried to kill us, but... I mean, I mean if, she, if she turned up in the open and is not waving lightning rods at her... Well, 
Get out here or out. I have reason to believe Windu is in great danger, she begins. The worst has not already come to pass. No, she not have. For they would have told me. However, this does nothing to lessen the urgency of the tidings I bear. You are all in great danger, she says, looking at each of you in turn. A powerful, ancient evil, long thought to have been vanquished, again walks amongst us. And none are safe from its roving eyes, or its long shadows. Don't be alarmed by what you are about to see. She says as she as says as the young woman folds her arms across her chest. Without warning, your mysterious guest melts into a pool of shadow before your very eyes. The pool of shadow slides silently across the uneven floor and stops in front of the fireplace. The pool undulates wildly, and as quickly as she melts into shadow, the young woman returns to form before the flickering glow of the fire. Alright. Good, we have we have someone we possibly have someone on our side with that power. Yeah, that's if she is on our side, that's gonna even the odds. If she's not on that our side, we're screwed. Prithen moves his head towards the tilt of his sword, but it's got our places his arm on his comrade's chest. You must allow me to explain across his comrade's chest. You must allow me to explain. I will start from, I shall start from our first encounter. I must admit that I gave no second thought to the last bracelet she can find spacing before the fireplace. It's only a trinket, really, but nevertheless hired the silver quest to retrieve it. Notes that all of you would have left the city in search of it. Danger mounted against you even then, and I prayed that I would send you out of farm's way without revealing anything that would further endanger you. The Roman porters and this was about to speak. She suddenly continues, and you, she says, turning, turning into face. You went alone after the bracelet, dashing my plans and walking into more danger than I could have possibly predicted. I believe you must also have met up with a man on the road, and though you have not, though you have not until now known it, he's quite certainly the most dangerous man you would ever meet, or hope to meet again. She did not think for a moment it was a coincidental encounter. You asked the woman who it was that you met, and you can only summarise she was speaking of Pertspin. Before she can answer, she whips around to face the window, and looks out onto the street and gasps loudly. Following a gaze, you find that two small birds have been licked on the window. Pritham attempts to calm her, seemingly dangled her, and asks Iskander to close the window. Iskander is within two steps of, of the window, and he's suddenly hurled across the womb and into the wall by a powerful... An invisible force slumps unconscious to the floor. Floor at the base of the wall. The two birds on the sill suddenly melt into shadow, and in the same manner were visited it only a moment ago, the shadows cascade down the wall and land on the floor. The two, the two small pools of shadow begin to whip up before you can react. Two masked figures rise out of the pools each wielding a long iron wand, the tips of which are weaved with lightning. Pritham leaps forward and engages the masked man on the left, and the young woman throws her hand forward as she's attempting to unleash some sort of magical attack upon the same target. The second masked figure thrusts his, his hand iron wand out and sends a bolt of lightning streaking towards you. 
So I can use fortification, telekinesis, or elementalism. <laughs> telekinesis. Not quite sure how that works. 32 XP to telekinesis. Calling upon your mastery of telekinesis. You hastily fit, fix your mind on an old three-legged table discarded in the core of the womb. And fling the weighty object into the path of the lightning bolt. The lightning slams into the table and shatters it. Oh, I hope that wasn't an antique. Leaving you untouched just behind it. Your master statement rushes forward and attacks. Tines of blue lightning curl about the tip of the iron rod he brandishes. Fight, I finally get to actually fight these master assailants. Now don't you go turning into shadow until I'm done with you. The master attacker swipes at you with his lightning stick. Tines of blue lightning strike out, strike you as your enemy unleashes a deadly energy attack for 12 damage. Okay, just keep fighting. Ooh, another energy attack for another 12 damage. Energy attack for 8 damage, and you take 13 damage. And he's slain. Well, hopefully slain, but I'm saying he probably just melt into shadow again. 38 XP. Recognize whale. The master man slumps to the floor. You watch in horror as his body quickly dissolves into a broad puddle of shadow. That rapidly disappears. Okay, is he is he is he gone gone, or is he gone elsewhere gone and is going to come back? Oh dear! Ugh. It's so hard to tell when they don't leave a, leave a corpse. He turns to the left and prepare to assist, but only to discover you are already too late. Brutal stroke from Prithin's longsword sends the remaining mass assailant. Sprawling to the floor with a painful streak. Before you can regain gain his feet, a fiery blast from the outstretched hand of the young woman seals his fate. You watch again as the body quickly dissolves into a pool of shadow that rapidly disappears. Griffin turns away from the unsettling spectacle and rushes to the window. Leans out and looks both ways along the street before drawing himself back and closing the shutters. He then joins you by the way of Iskandar. By the side of this window. Okay, she, if she's not on our side, at least she has the same enemies. And quite frankly, for the time being, that's good enough. That is good enough. Maybe we won't always be on... Maybe, maybe sometime we'll fight something else and not be on the same side. But I'll take, I'll take an enemy of my enemy... Will do for now. <laughs> After several minutes, Eskandar is revived. Phew. And he fortunately appears to have suffered no serious lasting effects from being hurled into the wall. Having missed everything that happened after he was knocked unconscious, he listens carefully as you and Prithim, relating the details of the brutal melee that ensued. At least now we know what fate is likely to befall and wind your world with them. He's a fool to go out alone. A stubborn fool. You count him gone. It's perhaps not so, says the young woman. It's likely that he yet lives. He's undoubtedly still in the midst of great danger. Prithim's lip drawn into a sneer, and he claps his hand to the hilt of his sword. 
before he can stop him. Griffin bits forward and presses the tip of his blade against again, against the young one's throat. His eyes are blazed with disdain. We need answers, he snarls. No more of your widows. The life of my dear friend is not to be toyed with. Impressively maintaining her composure, the young lady, whose name you have yet to describe her, steps back from the deadly steel pressed against her neck. She stares back at the hand, back hard Britain for several moments before responding. Think not for a moment, I've not wi- not twice wished all by coming here, she says angrily. There is an army of these hunters on the prowl, perhaps tonight, perhaps in this very city, perhaps on this very street. In discord, we are all doomed to be their prey. For life of your dear friend, and indeed your own, you will listen to what I have to say. Alright, that finishes this scenario for 128 experience to general. Okay, we can we there's still we can still do more. What's next? Helene. Alright. Alright, there's a there's a recap. We we have just read that, so I don't need don't need to read this week up. Venture continues. The old woman seemed to be unaffected by an unpleasant exchange with them. Long last introduces Sosa's Helene. Listen to what I have to say. Conclude from it what you will. But no, that all of this began many, many years ago. With the League of Four. Ooh, it's story time. Story time. And so with the three of you resigned to hear her out, the old woman who identified herself as Helene begins a lengthy but captivating narrative. You learn many years ago, the Council of Thorns in Sabin began to seriously address the growing problem presented by the various mellious relevant species of dragons that had taken up residence throughout the North Broadlands. Special group of knight, comprised of four of the Order's best and wisest warriors, was sent forth to rid the realms of those dragons that have mercilessly preyed upon humanity. Okay, there's a few things I've got to learn about. What is the Council of Thorns? The Council of Thorns is the oldest and perhaps the most famous of the three knightly orders of the city of Sebastian in Warstall. The two beliefs that govern this knightly order are justice and truth. Alright, what is Sevelin? Savian is the capital city of the once proud kingdom of Wasail, and the city is famous for its three knightly orders, who are not only champions of the kingdom's monarchs, but for the populace at large. Militarily, Celebin, Sebalin, Sibaldin? Sibaldin remains the most powerful city in all of Warsaw. The chaos that has followed the, mu- the murder of, Wars- of Warsaw's King Plylin, it remains a stalwart beacon of truth and stability in the world. At the heart of Celebindin stands the King's Citadel, in which now resides the former top advisor to King Plylin, a man named North Prague. Prague assumed the role of steward of Warsaw, which he claims gives him the authority to rule the kingdom to a rightful heir so the throne is determined. The city's three knightly orders have all vowed their support for the steward, 
and have seen to it that Saladin's military and fortifications provide adequate deterrence against an attack by one of the power-hungry barons. Oh dear, they are in trouble. Yeah, so we all know all these barons are just going to find, pick up some random kid and say, No, this kid is the heir to throne. And another baron said, No, this random kid is the heir to the throne. And someone else says, No, this random kid is the true heir to the throne. Because that, that's what you do when there's a succession crisis. Now, since it's fantasy, the true heir to the throne will be hiding somewhere. Probably raised by shepherds or something. You know, just carefully, just snuggled out, just in case. Because you've got to do that. Because when, when, when you're in a fantasy kingdom, you should know that there's, there's a pretty hefty chance a coup will kill all the... You know, someone, some bad noble house dudes are going to do a coup and kill all of the... And try to kill off the entire royal family. So you leave a bit of them hidden out on the outside. You know, as you, as you, as you know, your reserve royals. So that when, when the time is right, you just, you have a few old guys who know, you have a few really old guys with epic beards who know who these are. And they can just tell them, hey, hey. You're the emergency, you're emergency king. Really? Emergency king? Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, we, we lose all the regular kings, so we need the emergency king. You are the emergency king. It's an emergency, so you must be the king. Okay, and then the quest begins. Shockingly, Harold tells you the knight chosen to lead this, this group was none other than Windor. In those days, he was known as Luindir, the fearless, and indeed he was. Broder's look, looks on the faces of Prithrim and Iskador tell you they, are, they too are stunned by what he says. You know that, Windows, that under Windows' command, the four knights scoured the realms, seeking out the coolness of dragondom, serving them with a choice. Forever vacate the North Broadlands will face a harsh and immediate justice. Some dragons less peaceful, remarks, remarks Hedlin. Others paid for their defiance with their lives. Mighty though, though many of these dragons were, fewer were matched for the four knights, for indeed they were the greatest fighters of their age. Oh, <laughs> all I want to see a game. <laughs> game where you just play as these four knights. And you know, you just, you just, some sort of pure way co-op thingy. Anyway, yeah, nah, nah. Well, what's next? For nearly a decade, the four knights proceeded upon an unabated scourge of dragon kind. The results of the brutal conquest seemed for a time to be Humanity's best interests, continues Hain. For the first time in many years, the realm of man could again press back on back the borders of the wilds, and live in relative safety in their towns and villages. There was no longer the lingering fear of sudden and swift destruction beneath the talons of some mighty winged beast. 
You glance over your comrades and find that their eyes are locked on Helene. They are giving, giving her a remarkable tale their undivided attention. Alas, though, she says, there's a species of dragon that would ultimately prove the band's undoing. Powerful ancient creatures. Creatures of sh Creatures of shadow who commanded powerful magic. Creatures who did not fear the four mice. Creatures who had no use for the forceful hand of man. Creatures who from atop their lofty perches watched the world below with less than honourable intent. Biding their time. Waiting for the day their numbers and power were too much for even the greatest of human armies to overcome. These were the Shadow Dragons. Oh dear. Okay, what's there's a link to them. Shadow Dragons. These powerful dragons once roamed the wilds of Swift, who it is now widely assumed these creatures have largely vanished from the world. Shadow Dragons were perhaps the most feared of all dragon kind. For they wielded a powerful magic known as shadow magic. Shadow dragons are, or were, one of the more malevolent species of dragon. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. I mean, I mean, imagine one of those shadows just, just shadow keeps along the floor. Boom! Dragon! I mean, what could you do? What could you do against a dragon? It could just turn into shadow. Oh my. That, 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 that would be the worst. Shadow dragons were thought to have long ago vanished from the space the world, says Helen. But when a small number of them were discovered in the high peaks of the Foden Wains, Windle and the other three knights gave them the same stark choice they'd given all the others. Helen pauses and looks around the womb, her eyes scouring each shadowy recess before finally continuing. The Shadow Dragons had no interest in the affairs of men, she says. They even less interest in subjecting themselves to the whim of a council of knights and its four armed representatives. They would not parley with, with those they one day hoped to enslave. They rejected the terms given to them by the four knights and threatened war against the realms if they were transgressed upon again. Oh dear. Learn that upon hearing of the defiance of the Shadow Dragons, and no desire to be responsible for hostilities that would threaten the entirety of the North Broadlands, the Council of Thorns decided that the four knights campaigned at the last week's conclusion. Windle and the three other knights were honoured for their bravery and success, and the mission was ordered abandoned. It was decreed by the Council that the Shadow Dragons would be left alone in our lofty abode, for it was unlikely they would choose to interfere in the realm of man. Fortunately, or unfortunately, as it may well be, the League of Four knew better, says Adeline. Needless to say, the decree did not sit well with the Four Knights. Without the consent of the Council, in great secrecy, the Caban continued to wave the lairs of dragons in all four corners of the realm. Griffin sits in his seat, but does not take his eyes off the lane. They were not bloodthirsty, nor was the continued war against Mopta Dragonkind an act without reason, she continues. They had learned through their dealings with dragons that the vast majority of them could not be trusted, that to leave them within striking distance of human civilization served only to invite disaster 
except that except that dragon that I, I met earlier. That dragon that dragon could be be near, near, live live near human civilization. For the dragons would breed, and with the passing of the time, would undoubtedly become an entity which humans could no longer hope to contend with peacefully or forcefully. And what are the shadow dragons? As presumed, I assume that Windu and the others took the fight to them in turn. Herlin turns and nods slowly in reply to Prithin's inquiry. Yes, they did, she replies. Sadly, yes. Harlane tells you that Windu and the other three knights of the League of Four soon attempted to force the Shadow Dragons from their age-old abodes atop top the Federal Mountains. The knights employed a variety of tactics to dislodge the powerful creatures, but found they were outmatched at every turn by the powerful magic wielded by their fearsome foes. Shadow magic, he says, is the very essence of the Shadow Dragon. They melt into shadow at will, Compound the very shadows of anything in their presence. They are wise, powerful, and deceptively cruel beasts. And the four knights soon found themselves on the one from the very creatures they so long had hunted. Learned it was about this time that Windor met a man, Northern Tysa, named Nereth. Nereth was a powerful spellcaster. Oh, oh, there's the alarm. Just turning that off. He knew the potency of the magic the Shadow Dragons possessed, for he himself wielded it. When Windor learned of it, he immediately sought Lyra's help in defeating the dragons. Lyra not only agreed to help the League of Four, but he confirmed the suspicions long held by the knights, relating them to the countless tales of the wickedness of Shadow Dragons throughout the ages. Agreed that the time was swiftly approaching, when their growing menace could no longer be contained. Helene tells you that soon after Windor met Nereth, the Council of Thorns learned of the knight's disobedience and immediately cast the four of them out of the Order. They became outlaws and decreed that they were, they were to be punished by death should they ever return to the kingdom of Rosile. And that is how Nereth, a master of shadow magic, and that a mage whose name appears in no historical texts, and whose very existence is unknown to but a handful of living, became the leader of what was aptly named the League of Five, she says. And on, and on a day in late summer, not unlike the day we have just survived, the five of them set out from Talanus to embark on their great endeavour, to once and for all put an end to the menace of the Shadow Dragons. That was six hundred years ago. <gasps> wow, Widow is way old. <laughs> you gasp as Prothen suddenly sits upright. Iskandor stares wide-eyed at Halin. In what is obviously a direct response to reactions, Helene tells you the Windor and the other three knights under, under nearest tutelage became masters of shadow magic. Shadow magic greatly prolongs one's life, she says. Nerf has lived for nearly a thousand years. And I, also one of his pupils, now draw close to my seventh century. 
Helen again scours the four corners of the room before continuing. The League of Five, she continued, Nirith and Windle, or Lundnir, as he was known in those early days, and three other knights, Trowclock, Halclear and Vrost, waged a brutal war against the Shadow Dragons, outmatched by humans wielding shadow magic far superior to their own innate abilities. The surviving dragons sought at long last to flee, but they were too late. The chance for flight was already gone. Masterful stroke, the five humans swept down upon the Lasco cave and the shadow dragons and slew them all. All that is, save one. Oh no, oh no. So we've got a super powerful being with a really, really big grudge. A young shadow dragon. His name has been given as Mavaxar. Survived the attack and escaped his honey. Had it been taken down with the others, I dare say the history of the last six centuries would have been written quite differently. His shadow is a long one. He's draped himself very many things, large and small, these past six hundred years. It has not come to pass a calamity of any measure about which I don't at least suspect his involvement. His hatred for the League of Five and all of humanity knows few equals in this world, and his wicked mind is most certainly bent on producing the ruin of both. And so the League of Five still remains, is to this good I'm crazy. Well, we all know about Winter. He's still a is he is he still we know we all know Isco is still a one among us, at least I pray that he is. What are the others? What Vorosk was killed in the final battle of the Shadow Dragon, they're saying. This geth named not by the talon of the enemy. He was slain by one of his own brothers in arms. Trotok. Pritham shakes his head in disbelief. Become, like you and Iskrindor, completely engrossed in the town. Perhaps swayed by Maxwell's bone powerful magic, or perhaps treasonous of his own accord. Trayok slew Voyast and attempted the same at Wundor and Nirith, but failed. His treachery, his treachery allowed, his treachery allowed Maraxar to make good his escape, and before Nirith, Nirith or Wundor could counter his attack, Trayok has thread as well. Okay. Hey, I'm wish ways that she feels certain that Maxar, for he had not known to anyone's knowledge who had been the final showdown. Sure. No. Hey, in which way she feels certain Maxar, though he has he had not. He has not, not to anyone's knowledge, been seen since the final showdown with the League of Five, and actively involved in many of the misfortunes that have befallen the people of the North Broadlands for the past six hundred years. He also tells you that Nirith and Haraxar are still alive, as is Windle, you hope, and Trelok. It's true that I fear you may have encountered on your mission to retrieve my missing bracelets, he says. Turning to you, 
he was likely surprised to find you in search of the bracelet and not Grindle. You can be certain he knows who you are by now. He will not be spared his wrath in any second encounter. Elaine tells the three of you that Twaylock is now an immensely powerful master of shadow magic, who is, who is either still controlled by Raxa or knowingly in league with the sinister shadow dragon. She further states that Maraxa must by now be a dragon whose age and power is without equal among the dragons of Swift. Maraxa is the last of her species, he said. He must fear his own time is running out. He's chosen now to make his move so openly. His goal is clear. He seeks the destruction of those who destroyed his wicked kin. And the danger is great. For he is in league with a master shadow mage, whose treachery is already proven, and he can pass at will without recognition from the world of men. Then, then is there no help? cries Briffin, leaping to its feet in sudden outburst. Certainly, these powerful enemies seem you seem to have stacked against us. Yet, where have the odds not been been against those who stand on the right side of me? I'm not advocating giving I'm not advocating giving up with Tortoni. In fact I've come here seeking allies in this desperate fight. You know now as well as I do what we're up against. There's much to be done. You ask Tanin what is she just and if Maraxa or Twiok are aware of her involvement in this. Astute question, she says, nodding to you. If they were not aware of my movement, they undoubtedly are now. Or soon will be. The agents even the two we defeated here tonight are likely already en route to report what they encountered. You can expect their next attempt on us to be with greater force. Perhaps one even the four of us cannot withstand. Then we must split up, Francis went on, assuming his feet alongside with them. But where are we to go? And what's our plan? Elaine tells the three of you the first Lord Mrs. should be lo- locate Wundor and Nero. See to it, at all costs, that neither of them fall into the hands of the enemy. She openly confines that while she is certain Harkyol yet lives, his whereabouts remain a complete mystery. First task must be to find and secure Nerith and Wendell. At that time, they will no doubt, they will no doubt have counsel for us on how to proceed. So you don't know where this Nerith fellow is? asked Iskandor. I have not seen Nerith in nearly a century, she says, so I believe I may know where to look for him. The shadows have told me places for which he might have passed in recent years, and I begin by search by following up on their clues. And Zoop, I would ask for your help in this matter. And, and we shall take up the hunt for window, asked Pritham. Where do you suggest we start? Here, in the city, she replies at once. The shadows tell me it is in this city. Or they will not say if he is dead or alive. You speak with shadows? As the thought, slightly raising one eyebrows. No, of course not. As Helene frowning was slightly put off. The question, they speak to me. The rest of the night is spent keeping guard near the windows and doors, preparing to set out on your missions at dawn's first light. Elaine tells you that she will make for the town of Griffinwing. East of Talus, she informs you it will likely be a long and dangerous journey, but that much you had already surmised. Don't fret about 
Don't fret any about that, since Brooklyn soup is among the best in the trade these days. He's even taught us old fellows a thing or two. Dawn, the four of you, do, you part ways, outside the front door of the headquarters of the Silver Crest. Pritham and Iskwindar wish the two of you luck, as they head off in search of what you pray will be a successful search for Windle. You and Helene make your way to the southern sector of the city, and board a coach bound for Talinus. At first, you're the only two passengers, Snyder that puts the two of, two of you on edge. But soon enough, the stage cabin is filled with a handful of travellers, also bound for the kingdom's capital. You've just closed your eyes, hoping to catch up on some sleep. Some of the sleep you missed last night, when Helen's voice, sounding closer than you would expect, startles you awake. Your eyes swing open, you're surprised she's still seated across from you on the coach, despite the fact her lips, her lips aren't moving, her voice echoes in your head. You suddenly realise she's speaking with you telepathically. So you, sounds her voice inside your mind. What do you know about shadow magic? And that's 128 experience in general. And this scenario is finished. Alright, I'm going to save. Okay, so the next time we get to learn what shadow magic is and what it can do. It seems that what it can do is darn near everything. And what it is, is hecka scary, or if you have it, hecka cool. But anyway, that will be next time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.